whereas the heavenly atmosphere is glory, his presence. When glory comes down, it's a bit of heaven's atmosphere coming down to us, a taste of his manifest presence. We don't see the air, do we? But all of us would be dead if we were not breathing it. We are not conscious of the air unless we see the wind blowing the leaves on the trees, yet the earth is covered by it. In the same way, not one inch of heaven lacks glory. Now God is giving us a taste of that glory, heaven manifested on earth. Hallelujah. So last time we spoke about this, it wasn't last week, we had a guest last week, so the week before, we talked about um, the importance of learning how to step into carrying the glory of God, and the first key was learning to wait on him. And we just sprung off Psalm 5 verse 3, and in the Passion Translation it says, At each and every sunrise you will hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. Every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. And I pray that as a community of people, we are learning to do this every day. Pray, communicate with the Lord. Lay down your stuff, lay down your life and and learn to wait on him. Learn to wait for his presence to come, right? Now, because we have an encounter Sunday next week, I want to position us well as a community to go into that space intentionally. So today, I want to talk about stepping into the glory through praise and worship, Some of this you might know, some of this might be new information, but um, we we just want to all be on the same page and understand what we're doing and why. Does that make sense? Because next week, I want us all to go somewhere together as a family, and I'm believing for better than better than any of the other ones that we've ever had before, from glory to glory to glory. Amen? So Psalm 24, we're going to go there. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it on the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has a clean hands and pure heart who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. Let's just pause there. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Hmm. The one with clean hands and pure heart. Are you in that boat? Amen. Sharon says yes. Yes. We're all in that boat. If you've said, if you've made Jesus your Lord... You are in that boat. You have clean hands and a pure heart. What can wash away my sin? Help me. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that 
nothing but the blood of Jesus. Man, while you were a sinner, Christ died for you. Christ died for you. And when you decided to make Jesus your Lord, you were crucified with Christ. And he removed your sinful nature and he gave you a brand new heart, a heart to know him. Isn't that good news? And he filled you with his spirit and he made you a brand new creation. Just be washed with the gospel right now. 2 Corinthians 5.17. What does it say? If anyone is in Christ, he is a what? New creation. Old things have New, behold, the new has come, right? If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation, a kairos creation, the Greek says. Brand, I'm going to lose my voice. Brand new, never seen before, of a different kind. I'm good, right? Brand new, never seen before, of a different kind, right? Because... The world has never seen Carla Russo with the Spirit of God merged together as one. The world has never seen Kali and the Spirit of God merged together as one. The world has never seen Kevin and the Spirit of God merged together as one, right? It's never been seen before and it's good news. So you always have something to be thankful for, even if everything's going wrong in your life. The fact that you are saved and that God is on the inside of you is worth all of your praise and worship. Doesn't matter what you're going through. And you qualify as one who can ascend the hill of the Lord, not because of anything you've done, but because of everything Jesus has done. So Christian, rise and ascend. Rise and ascend. He's made you holy, blameless and above reproach in his sight. Colossians 1.22. So access what he's paid for. We've got to start accessing it, hey. He's paid for us to, to step boldly into the throne room of grace. He's, he's paid for us to step into the glory. He's paid for us to, to do the same things that Jesus did. Even greater works, says the Bible. Hallelujah. Just, oh, we have to wash ourselves regularly just with the truth of the gospel. Hey, you can ascend the hill of the Lord. You have clean hands and pure heart. Don't let the devil tell you otherwise. And if you sin, not when you sin, if you sin, God is faithful and just and he'll forgive your sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. But the invitation is that we walk free from sin because he who has died has been set free from sin. Amen? Oh, the gospel's powerful, isn't it? Isn't it good news? Oh. All right, where are we up to? Uh, verse 5. He will receive 
blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob, Selah. Wherever you see that, it means pause and meditate. So you just pause there and you're like, oh, God, I want to be one. I want to be counted as one who seeks you, one who seeks your face. And then verse 7, it says, Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. Right, verse 7 and 9, the text says, Lift up your heads, O gates. Who are the gates? We are, you are, I am, right? Lift up, lift up your heads. In the footnotes of the Passion Translation, I'm not reading it in the Passion Translation, but sometimes I like just reading the footnotes in the Passion. And it says, Brian Simmons writes, Lift up your heads is a figure of speech for rejoicing. We are the living gateways who rejoice as the Lord draws near to us from his temple. Notice, you move, rejoice, rejoice, praise, thank you God. And then, then the king of glory comes in. You take the first step and then the king of glory comes in, right? Tuck that one away as a promise. When you're feeling dry and crusty, then you get out your rejoicing and you get out your thinking and you, and you say, Father, you said, lift up, lift up your head, O you gates, lift up your ancient doors and you, you praise him and you worship him until the king of glory comes in. It's a promise. Ruth Heflin Another quote she writes in her book, she says, Praise until the spirit of worship comes. Worship until the spirit of glory comes. And stand and minister in the glory. There's a reason why we set aside at least 45 minutes to praise and worship here. We are not just singing a few songs because that's what you do on a Sunday. We don't just want to tick off Yes, we've worshipped. Man, we actually want to enter into the presence of God together as a church family. We want to praise him until the spirit of worship comes. We want to worship him until the spirit of glory comes. And when his glory comes, anything is possible. It's so much easier to preach when, when you're in the glory. It's so much easier to pray for the sick because healings will flow. Why? Because he's in the room. And it's not even you doing it then, it's him. It's so much easier to flow in prophecy and in words of knowledge because the glory is in the room. God's in the room. And he wants to touch people. He wants to move, right? In the glory, people get healed. In the glory, prophecy and words of knowledge flow effortlessly. In the glory, demons and oppression leave. In the glory, people will have visions. In the glory, people will hear God speak. In the glory, the impossible becomes possible. 
another little um, quote from Ruth's book. We haven't known how to praise and worship. No, sorry, start again. We haven't known how praise and worship work together to bring forth the glory. Whether I am praying alone with three or four other people or with three or four thousand, if I praise and continue praising until the spirit of worship comes and continue to worship, soon the glory comes. We must spend time in worship as we have spent time in praise. It doesn't take hours. As you learn to flow in the spirit, you can come quickly into the secret place, the hidden place of the stairs. Listen to this. Uh, This is something I learned this week. Jacob saw the ladder with the angels ascending and descending. In Hebrew, the word for ladder is salam. It has a numerical value of 136. Likewise, the word for voice, kol, has the, number, has the numerical value of 136. The voice, same, same. See what we're getting out there? The voice then becomes the ladder of ascent. And she just writes, angels are regularly seen in our meetings. They come because our praise and worship create the atmosphere of heaven. Praise and worship bring the glory. So, praise, let's just talk about it quickly. Psalm 100, it says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all the generations. Praise will always be necessary. It is the key. It is the entering in. It is the ascent. When I had a life-defining encounter with the Lord on my bedroom floor, I feel like there was I was just reflecting on it this week and I was like, oh, I can see there was a sequence. There was a sequence of things that happened, right? I had revelation from the Holy Spirit, which then flowed into repentance. So I had revelation. Oh my gosh, I see the gospel right now and I see it so clearly. And then it was like repentance on my knees, weeping, Oh my gosh, God, forgive me because I've had access to a Bible and I haven't understood your word. Forgive me. Um, and just encountering the love and the forgiveness of God. But then it was like, boom, he fills me with his spirit. So there's an impartation of the Holy Spirit and it's like um, fireworks going off inside my heart. It's like, poof, poof, poof. That's what it felt like. It hasn't stopped. It, it feels like that sometimes. If you notice me like, Rah, it's because it's like, it's like really going off. I can feel the Holy Spirit, right? He's, he's there. Um, and I, I could feel the weighty presence of God. But then in response to all of that, just natural response. Nobody had taught me. 
I jumped up and I was like, God, you're amazing. I love you so much. I didn't really have many words, but I'm like, you're amazing. Jesus, I haven't understood, but now I'm starting to understand. And you're amazing. And I start shy, shy little Naomi who had nothing to say. I'm jumping around the bedroom like a crazy person, just like praising the Lord. There's no music or anything. But then it was like someone had got a can of Coke, then they'd gone like this and put it on the inside and cracked it open. And it was like, so now I've got fireworks and a can of Coke going. And then I was like, oh man, I've got to find a song. I've got to put loud music on and I've just got to like praise the Lord. So I grab a song and I put a song on. I still remember. It was incredible. And I'm jumping around the room, praising the Lord, right? But then there was a moment where there was a shift because I descended, I descended on praise and I caught a glimpse of him. And when I caught a glimpse of him, the praise turned into worship. Because, oh my gosh, I've seen him and now I can feel his love. And he's pouring his love into me. And my only response is to be on my knees in worship and adoration. Right? That's, that's how it happens. I'm like, the praise, then you, you get a glimpse of him, and then it's all over Red Rover. Then it's like, boom, you're into worship. In the worship realm, we are more conscious of the quality of God's love. Worship is not a slow song. It's a life. Tully, beautiful Tully, she um, says, worship is the heart's response to truth. um, Pastor Aaron from Glory City, Brisbane, when um, he was up here, he said, worship is my response to the worth of God. John 4, 24, it says, but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The Greek word for worship there is proskaneo. proskaneo. Say it confidently, Naomi. Do we have Greek, Greek people? Proskaneo. Proskaneo. Okay, so here's a visual for you. What does that even mean? To kiss, like a dog licking his master's hand. To kiss the hand in token of reverence. To fall upon the knees and touch the ground with the forehead as an expression of profound reverence. Kneeling or prostration to do homage or express respect or make supplication. Wow, that's what Jesus was talking about. None of this, like, I'm just going to sing mindlessly to you. He's like, no, no, no. Worship is not a token song in a service. It is a heart that cries out to God in adoration and absolute reverence. True worship is spirit to spirit. My spirit to God's spirit. 
on our Encounter Sundays and every time we gather, we want to engage fully in praise and worship so that corporately we will encounter the glory of God. And you might see like when we're, when we're in praise and worship and even next Sunday because we want to be as leaders navigating what's happening. So sometimes someone will jump up and grab the mic and be like, right, guys, this is what this is what's happening right now in the spirit. And they do that so that we can all go together. We can all see what God's doing and we can go there together. Does that make sense? So um, one of the keys um, for praise and worship is unity. It's really, really important, unity. And I'm going to read again from Ruth. And I quote, one of the most important ingredients for having the glory revealed is unity. We found that we could be singing the same songs and dancing the same dance and not be in one spirit. And the glory doesn't come until we're in one spirit. When oneness of spirit comes, unity comes forth. When unity comes forth, immediately the glory falls. Your desire for the glory makes you willing to lay aside a lot of petty things that you fought for in the past, things that are really meaningless in the light of eternity. In an orchestra, the individual musicians tune their own instruments, then follow the conductor. They are not checking to make sure they are synchronised with each other, rather As each is synchronised with the conductor, they are automatically in time with one another. The Lord showed us that if at any given time in a service, everyone is focused on the Lord, that's unity. I I like so much the phrase of the chorus, just forget about yourself and concentrate on him and worship him. When we gather, we're like a flock of birds. We can fly further together than we can alone. It's important that our eyes are on him and only him. Don't be a latte worshipper. Don't step into the, into the church and like test, test the atmosphere and be like, do I like the worship leader today? Do I like the songs they're singing? Ew, gross. Are you, there for, are you there for a person or are you there for Jesus? Like as a church, we need to learn to shake off that, just that grossness, that, that worldly stuff and be like, as a family, we're here to worship God because he is worthy. And I like, it would be so great to have a full band and to have drums and have all the bells and whistles. But man, if we have to worship him without music... We can do that too. If we're in unity, man, we can praise until the spirit, spirit of worship comes, worship until the spirit of glory comes. We can do that just as effectively without music if we need to, if we're on page, if we're all going together. Ah. So just a few things. Practical. We're going to get super practical. Don't talk to the person next to you in the middle of worship. Be organised and go to the bathroom before praise and worship starts. Have your drink before it starts. 
Like, I know it sounds simple, but these little things, it's like a bird's leaving and half the birds get distracted because they're like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. Like, because it's just what people do, right? So let's just be, let's like think about it and set ourselves up to enter the presence of the King of Glory. Like if Jesus was here, like if he was here sitting on the stage, would you just be like, I'm just going to duck out and have a drink and talk to so-and-so in the corner? Like, no, of course you wouldn't. We'd be on our faces. We'd be as close as we could get, wouldn't we? So, like, either we believe he's in the room or he's not. Let's, let's believe he's in the room. Yeah, sorry, everyone's got real quiet now. <laughs> he is in the room. Engage your body, your mind and your heart. Focus on him. Eliminate distraction. There are 168 hours in the week. Can you give him 45 minutes on a Sunday afternoon of your undivided attention with the family of God? I will. Are you with me? I'm like, yeah, come on, let's do it. I want to encourage you to praise and worship at home too. When you praise and worship at home, man, that Coke can, it gets real shaken up and you get lit on fire. And then when you come to church, you're not dry and crusty from a hard week. You're burning for Jesus. And then what happens when, when the burning ones all come together? It's like a big bonfire, right? And the Spirit of the Lord can rest upon it. Man, that's what I want to see. That's why I'm like, go to a church group, go to a church group. Because I know that we're going to um, encourage one another and feast on the truth and stir one another up, right? It's another way to just light a match, light a match. Chuck it on the, chuck it on the fire of your heart. It keeps you going. Man, if you praise and worship every single day, stop listening to the radio in the car and put on a worship song. Worship the Lord. Have worship music on in your house. Worship him at every chance you can get. Enter every day. I'm just going to end with this. There's a prophetic word over our community that we will see a worship revival in church. Right? There's a scroll. Do we want to see a worship revival? Right? Do we want to see a worship revival? Do we want that? Because I can be like, yes, we want to see that. But man, we need a company of people who's like, yeah, yeah, I want to see that. And I'm willing to pay the price and I'm willing to step in and we're going to do it together. Amen? The, lo the Lord wants somewhere that will just get rid of all the, all the junk and the garbage and that will just fix their eyes on Jesus and worship him. I want us to be those people. Amen? So, in preparation for next Sunday, position your heart in expectation. You will meet with him. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Right? Tell yourself every day, I'm so excited about Sunday. Thank you, Father. I'm going to meet with you. 
what are you going to do? He'll probably tell you what he wants to do. Ask him. Ask him. Pray about it. Pray into it. If you need healing in your body, expect that you're going to get healed. Fast and pray. If you need breakthrough, fast and pray. And expect that the king of glory is going to be in the room and he's going to come through and he's going to see you healed, delivered, set free. Amen? Expect that you're going to encounter him. Expect that your heart's going to be set on fire. Amen. We will praise until the spirit of worship comes, worship until the spirit of glory comes, and minister in the glory. Get ready. Get ready. And bring a friend. Bring a friend who needs to encounter the Lord. Hallelujah.